Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time that may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. I'm here with Tony McKinnon. We call him T-Mac on a beautiful, rainy, cold napping day. Napping day here in Broken Arrow, Broken Oklahoma. Arrow. Yeah, it's October the 28th, and um, I just had my grandson. Hey, so, yeah, congratulations. So, yeah, my, my oldest son just had a boy. His name is Hayes Hagen, so we're pretty excited about that. Hayes Shepherd Hagen. Yes. Remember that name, guys, Hayes Shepherd. One of these days in Nashville, you'll hear that <laughs> name, Hayes Shepherd. Well, he's going to have to get some talent from somebody else because um, – <laughs> My singing talent, my yeah. son's singing talent. He'll have his own place on Broadway in Nashville, I'm telling you. <laughs> anyway, well, once again, we have my sister, Denise Hagen-Burns, on the podcast. The Join boss, us. the sister boss. Yeah, so you want to make comments about Cameron's baby? Yes, I'm so excited. I'm a great aunt, and it's awesome. I can't wait to hold them. Yeah, and because of stupid COVID regulations, we're here in the podcast studio, and he's there. Um but I'm trying to get this podcast over with so we can go and, and um, give him food. Not see the baby, but give food to I think I, I saw the pictures. Yeah. Beautiful child. But he, in one of the pictures, he was holding a sign that says, put me back until you get a new president. Something, okay. something like that. I, don't I know. thought it said, let's go, Branton. Yeah. So, yeah, I think one of, one of them said that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I, I I wonder if if they make baby clothes with let's go Brandon on it. <laughs> yeah, maybe give him one, a onesie. A onesie. Yeah, a onesie. There let's go. go Brandon onesie. Let's go Brandon onesie. Y'all. I would wear one. Uh, <laughs> would that be your, your Halloween? Yeah, that'd Halloween be my Halloween suit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There's a visual for you. Yeah, that's quite the visual. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Denise, um, Yes. You know, I know one one thing that you you really um, teach a lot on is is, is generations, and, and um, you know, obviously you have a a real call toward the the younger generations. But I mean, you know, it, it takes all everybody working together. And um, right. I know you have some teachings on on the different generations. What's that? What's your CD series called? Um, what is it called? Something about generations. Yeah. Ages, stages, and is that you? No, that, no, no, no. That one's my dad. That's your dad. Yeah. Um, I actually just forgot what it's called. You'll have to look that up. Something, generational, something in a divided I'll, world. I'll, I'll, generational I'll, cohesion in a divided world. I'll look it oh, up. That sounds right. I'll look it up while you that talk. Right. Okay. Um, well, my favorite verse when it comes to generations is found in Psalms 100, verse five, New Living Translation. For the Lord is good, his unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. You know, it is really, I'm very passionate about generations because God is a generational God. His love, his mercy, his faithfulness continues from generation to generation to generation. And each generation has its own call and its own mandate to accomplish a purpose. Yeah. And then to hand that down to the next generation and show them the ways of God, show them how the spirit of God moves and empower them then to rise up to their generation and go and teach about God and bring hope, help and healing to their generation. And it just goes on and on and on. And really, in a church, I really believe that it should be a multi-generational church and not just you know, the older generation ministering 
but each generation working together and learning together and letting the old generation teach the younger generation, but yet the younger generation can teach the older generation so much if they'll just be open to it. And when we're all working together, that's when we're fulfilling God's divine purpose and plan for us because we're in unity and harmony and each generation has such value and such giftings. And I really believe that God gives to each generation those things that are needed for that specific time in that specific place for that specific purpose. Like for instance, um, the generation coming up, Generation Z, I mean, man, look at the world that they are coming into. And, you know, Generation Z, it's like they're super techie, but they're going to have to be. I mean, look at what's happened, you know, with all the COVID stuff. I mean, you couldn't meet in person. You couldn't do all this. And it's like the younger people had no problem because they live in a digital world. You know, God foresaw that. He knew that. And he equips them. And so I just love looking at how God really equips each generation for that time and season. Well, you know, we, we have to be, not what you're saying, God is a generationally minded God. And so we have to be generationally minded in order to see that the mandate and the Great Commission is fulfilled generation to generation to generation. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking uh, one of the classes that I teach in, in the school um, is Kings and Chronicles, you know, and we study all the, his, the history of Israel and Judah and all the kings. And when you get to King Hezekiah, uh, during that period of the divided kingdom of Israel and Judah, he's, he's the Judah's greatest and godliest king. And his father before him was Ahaz, probably the wickedest in all of Judah on that, in, in that divided kingdom. And, but being, even though he was great and godly and led, led Judah to its height of spirituality, had great revival, great prosperity, uh, it was largely because of him that Judah was spared going into Assyrian captivity like Israel fell to, that, to them. Uh, he, uh, when Isaiah comes to him and after he's uh, shown everything to the Babylonians and really had a prideful moment and Isaiah prophesies to him about what's going to happen in the future and then he tells him but this won't happen during your lifetime and it's in it's in second Kings chapter 20 his response is the word that you've given me is good because none of these things will happen during my lifetime and what Isaiah's told him is what's going to happen to his sons and all the all the generations after him and that's always stuck out to me he was not as good as he was, as godly as he was, he was not concerned about the generations to come. And so as a result, the next king after him is his son, Manasseh, and he is a monster. Fifty-something years on the throne and three times in, in, the, in, in Kings and Chronicles and the book of Jeremiah, God singles out that guy, Manasseh, as being like the tipping point. In other words, he made God so angry it was it's because of him that Judah went into Babylonian captivity. And thinking, I, I, I ask questions within yeah. myself. Did 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 Hezek, did he teach him anything? You know, or did you know? I think well, Hezekiah learned nothing from his daddy probably because he was a heathen, 
So did he right. get the idea that you come to faith all on your own? Did yeah. he get that? And so did he think, well, that's how this thing, that, that must be how this works. So I'll just let Manasseh figure it out himself. Well, that didn't work very, very good. <laughs> no, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's one thing I love about Rama Bible Training College is that um, we have, we're multi-generational. Yeah. I mean, you have your, you know, 17 and 18 year olds you know, coming there and learning, but you have people that are in their sixties yep. and seventies and they're sitting in the same classroom learning. And it doesn't matter if you're, you know, 18 or if you're 80, God has a purpose and Rama Bible training college yeah. is a place to come to, to learn and then to know what God has purpose for that next season in your life. Right. It's such a beautiful yeah. thing. And of course, if you're listening, if you'll just go to rbtc.org, you can find out more about Raymond Bible Training College and you can give us your information and we'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call, try to set up a time to maybe take a tour. And, you know, whether you feel called to ministry or you just feel called to learn more about the Bible, it's a great place to come. Also, Oklahoma is a, a pretty, pretty good, pretty COVID free um, place, you know, in, in today's time. Um, the CD we were talking about that you, you had, and actually it's available on CD or MP3 format, is called Generational Unity in a Divided World. And you can get that at rhema, R-H-E-M-A um, dot O-R-G slash bookstore. And you can, you can get the MP3 or the CD um, version of that. You know, and obviously you're talking about how we can have unity. Um, a lot of times that there's, that we, we, there's a generational gap, but, you know, we should be able to, to every generation come together for God. But, you know, one thing I thought, you know, think about, you know, obviously whoever names the generations, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that they're a godly person or not, but, but you know, I guess we're, we're in the X generation, and then yeah. you have the Y generation, and then you have the Z generation, which coincides with the last, you know, master of the alphabet. So I'm not saying the Lord's coming, we, we've, been, we've gone the podcast, but, I mean, it is kind of, Interesting. Well, we're also uh, baby busters. Yeah. So how, our parents are boomers. I mean, I, I get it. You know, then you could have the AA generation after that, which doesn't sound for alcohol anonymous, by the way. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, I don't know, you know, how that, that they signify it. But I, I also do believe that um, as a minister, whether you're a children's minister, youth minister, or, or just a pastor, that we need to learn about tendencies in the generations that happen to be on the earth today because you know as a pastor you're, you're gonna have people from all the different generations you know there and and you need to understand now obviously myself I, I did youth ministry a lot still work with singles ministries and you know and and, and I, I deal with them millennials you know mainly right. um and you know and you have to learn about about that generation and you know and you know a lot of times that there's been people are saying well well, they're just lazy or they're just, you know, that, well, you know, if the reason they're lazy or that it's because the generation before them didn't teach anything. I mean, they, they grew up on their Xbox on, on, on their, on their devices. I mean, you know, right. that is the other side about it is parents, you know, a lot of times instead of um, actually training the kids, what we've done is purchase cool things for the kids to entertain their time. Um, you know, while we can go, do something else well and you need to resist those disparaging um, um views and comments towards different generations if you really want to reach them yeah uh, that 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 serves no value yeah 
but you you also need to understand you know where they're at. I mean, you know, um, used to uh, obviously the younger generation was on Facebook. Now most of them have moved on to other social media platforms because their parents are on Facebook and things like. Now, interesting part about it, a lot of them they're on a, a Facebook platform. They just don't do a lot of posting, you know. But they'll, they'll like I know my my oldest son. He'll um he he'll um he won't put many, many things on there, but I've seen him every day being up, look at everybody else's profiles. And so he knows what's going on, but it's, it is kind of funny though, you know, our generation, which was, you know, uh, the generation of the latchkey kids and the, the most under supervised generation in history, <laughs> we grew up and became helicopter parents. Yeah. That's you know. true. <laughs> yeah. You know, it is really important as a parent to, you know, understand you know, your child and, and the generation that they're in so that you can take advantage of those teachable moments. I actually have a, a CD series or MP3. It's called Teachable Moment, Ways to Tell Your Kids About God. And it's taking those everyday moments that seem so ordinary and looking for ways to teach them and show them about the things of God. Mm -hmm. And you can do that by understanding their generation um, so that you're able to, to do that and help mold them and shape them for God. And I think it is, you know, pretty amazing to think about someone like our parents. Um, you know, our, our parents, not only are they on Facebook, they actually, they go individually and, and say happy birthday to everybody. They run their own Facebooks. Um, most ministries, I don't want to burst you guys' bubbles, but most ministries, <laughs> if they're on Facebook, there is somebody else running what? The, their Facebook sites, all right? But here, here our ministry if if you write myself or, or or Denise or my parents, um, they're running their own site. I mean, they they manage their own Facebook sites. You know, they don't need anybody else to manage it for them. Now, now, if you go to Kenneth Hagin Ministries, Rain Bible Church, or Rain Bible Training College site, we have people that manage that. But as far as when it comes down to their personal sites, they manage their personal sites, and which is kind of incredible that yeah. you know for their generation that that they've been able to you know to adapt to something like like text messaging. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, we know, you know, our parents text quite a bit. I mean, you know, they've oh. adapted. You know, a lot of times people of, you know, I know people of our generation that really haven't adapted to the social media, text messaging, and, and different things like that. But there's no way to, to be able to reach a younger generation if you're not going to adapt, you know. And, and I think that's also, too, when it comes to the gospel. We, we believe yeah. in using technology and, and using things for the gospel, but we, we believe that, that – that there is no substitute for the Spirit of God, you know. So, so you know, we, we preach the same message, but we might do it in, in a little different format sometimes, you know. And, and I think, but unfortunately, there are a lot of churches that don't want to preach the same message because, you know, you know, it's not popular, I guess, or, or whatever. I mean, I mean, I actually had a person the other day said they were going to, so I had a friend in town, and they were going to bring him to, to church, and, um, the reason they brought them to Raymond and not the other church that they were going to go to was because they know we give an altar call and the other church normally doesn't, mm. you yeah. know, now, now I do believe other, I, I know the other pastor and I know he believes in, in, in um, being saved, but you know, I'm not saying he does give all 12 sometimes, but he doesn't give one every Sunday consistently. Where, where we give right. one consistently every Sunday. No, I also understand it's a smaller church. And so a lot of times he doesn't have a lot of visitors and he doesn't, you know, he looking around seeing everyone and saying, well, mostly people are saved. So, you know, you know, you know, that's one thing about, you know, dad, he is, you know, always gives an altar call. And Craig, I know that's where you get it, too, because 
such a passion to see people saved and you don't ever want to pass up that opportunity. And in fact, um, mom and dad were just on crusade in Scottsdale, Arizona, and they were kind of upset because nobody was coming down for the altar call because that upsets them. They want to see people, you know, saved. And so, um, I believe it was the last night they were there and they were really believing for somebody to come down for the altar call. And so, um, dad gave the altar call for salvation and of course to be uh, filled with the spirit and speaking in tongues and he was waiting and waiting and finally this little four-year-old girl walked down the aisle uh-huh. and came down front and so uh pastor said you know what do you want and she said i want my heavenly prayer language and to speak in tongues and so he prayed with her right there and she did so it was wow, pretty that's cool. awesome that's yeah. awesome and, and I do get it. You know, sometimes you know it's a little intimidating, especially a church our size, to be able right. to walk the aisle. I mean, you know, even even this last Sunday, you know, I thought you know no one was trying to find some, some guy at the very end of the. He raised his hand. He wanted a rededication, and you know, just you know, it's 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 not always easy. But you know, when it comes to the, this generation, if, if you know, even even Brother Hagen, our, our grandfather. You know, he, he talked about, you know, the, the, if, if we don't teach the next generation, the mm-hmm. spirit of God is going to be lost. You know, and, you know, it's, we're only we're only genera- a generation away from, from from losing everything. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and I think it's very important that, like you said, you know, we, we talk about general, general generational cohesion right. that we work together. Now, here at Rama, we have, you know, sometimes we, we have hymns we sing and you know, sometimes, you know, we might have somebody rap. Right. You, you know, we, you, know you know, we, we try to, you know, appease everybody. And well, oh, just, you know, just last night, it happened to be Wednesday night. Um, and actually, we, we it was kind of an odd music time because we had some issues going on with, with being able to miss me just to be able to hear. So we sang acapella, but acapella, acapella, acapella. <laughs> but but Anthony, most of the songs he sang were, were just old, old hymns that everybody, everybody knew. You know, and, you know, when that happens sometimes, and then sometimes they sing songs that nobody knows, which, um, <laughs> or very few people know, you know, because they're like, you know, that's, that happens to be a newer generational song. But, you know, you know, younger people might know that. Well, even, even I, I do young adults, we call it Synergy, and, and there's some songs I'm like, I mean, you know, it's a good, good words or whatever, but I just never heard the song, and, you know, but these kids are over there lifting their hand, you know, getting, you know, they're getting blessed out of it, and I'm, that's good. You know, if they, you know, I'm, you know, I, I just don't know the song, you know, and because I'm, you know, I guess I'm old now, um, you know. But at least you're open to it. You don't say, well, well, oh, don't sing that song. Well, yeah, but, the devil. Yeah. But, but that's the thing about it. Whenever, when you're, when you're doing youth or your, or your kids or whatever, you need to understand that it might not really minister to you as much, but it ministers to them, like. Like whenever we're doing activities, I mean, I'm always, well, can we do this activity? Well, if you guys want to do it, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I mean, it doesn't really sound fun to me, you know, but if you guys think it's cool, then we'll do it. I mean, you know what I mean? Well, see, that's the little thing there, newsflash. It's not always about you, you know, or your generation. Uh, yeah. it's, about, it's about reaching the next generation. It's about connecting the generations. And so, like, you know, back to Hezekiah, he was, he was great about ministering to his own generation, but he had no thought, not one thought in his mind about the one coming after him. And we can't afford to do that. 
can't afford to have that mindset. Well, and like I said, once again, you know, that's why we love Rain Bible Training College. You right. know? And, and I, I think more than ever, especially as we get older, you know, the, the power to be able to have those students sitting in the classroom, you know, learning from each and every one of us, you know, and, and, and we we're all, you know, we're all different ages, you know, as well. But, but um, you know. Yeah, I love that our instructors, I mean, we have all the generations, I think, our youngest instructors probably our youth pastor Zach. He's twenty five, yeah. yeah. um, you know, and I don't know. Who, well, I mean, probably my dad's going to be the oldest, you yeah. know, yeah, at sure. eighty two. But um, but you know, and we have everywhere in between. I mean, like probably. Yeah, I mean, you're like sixty five. <laughs> well, you know, no. <laughs> well, Doctor Cooper's a little bit, you know, older than we are, you know. Then you know who? Doc, you know, Doctor Cooper, you know his name. Um, he teaches one of our classes. Who? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, Dr. Cooper is probably older. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, now. I can't even remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's one of our adjunct professors. Oh, yeah. oh okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking somebody. Yeah, anyway. But yes, we have multi-generational, I think every generation, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and even 80s represented in our instructors. And so you get a multi-generational point of view as a student, which is so valuable. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry, made a noise there. But, you know, it is important for, for us to understand that when you come to church, it's not just about you and about your right. family. And, you know, now here's something else, too. A lot of a lot of times whenever you're younger, you don't really even care about the older generation. But but then when you start having kids of your own, you, you want to make sure they have a have a good they have a good children's church and a good youth program and all these kind of things. It's funny how how your thoughts change, you know, yes. as, as you grow a little bit older. And, you know, I know that one thing that that we also understand as well as you know, as long as the Lord tarries is coming, you know, it's important for, for Raymond to continue on, you know, through generation after generation. So, you know, in, in, in essence, I want to, you know, make sure that the Raymond continues beyond our lifetimes, right? you yeah. know, and, you know, through our kids and our grandkids or, or, or whatever, you know, it, it may be, you know, because, you know, I, I don't know when the Lord's coming back. And right. even, even our three-part series, on, we, we, didn't, we didn't predict when the Lord's coming back <laughs> because the Bible says occupy till he comes. Yep. And so, but our point is, is to continue on doing what God has called us to do, um, you know, teaching faith, um, you know, bringing hope, help, and healing to the world. That, that's what we do. You know, we, we all, you know, the, the mandate that God gave Brother Hagan to go teach my people faith, you know, and that's what we do all around the world. There are all our Bible schools all around the world because, you know, some of we have to realize that we don't just have one Rainbow Bible Training College, but we have Rainbow Bible Training Colleges all around the world. And in fact, just this week, we approved two more in the country of Brazil, which, you know, they have a Brazilian of them. Um, you know, so um, <laughs> I know we have over 100, 100 campuses in, in Brazil alone, which is pretty amazing. And we have over 200 churches in Brazil um, that that are pastored by Rainbow grad pastors. And so it's it's pretty incredible. And, and um. You know, but if we don't continue to reach a, gener a younger generation, we're not going to continue to have growth. We're not going to continue to do anything. And, and that's what's happening in a lot of, especially denominational churches. I mean, they're only reaching the older generation and, and the younger generation. And in fact, um, I know in, in the Catholic church, it's, it's, being a, it's a big deal that a lot of younger folks are not 
you know, they're not going along with a lot of the, I guess they're not practicing Catholics you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, and so, um, you know, it's important to teach the next generation. And I think that's a responsibility, not just for the pastors, but, you know, and not just for, now here's something else, and not just a pastor, you realize that your children's workers and your youth workers, you know, you know, they have, they have a responsibility as well. I mean, that's, um, you know, a lot of times oh, yeah. just because you're not the main person speaking from, you know, you know, I, I know uh, we do small groups in our youth area too. And, and, right. you know, it's, and it's a, in our children's a, area. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's a unique, unique opportunity. Some people think, well, I'm not a minister. Yeah, but you're working in the children's department. I mean, this is the next generation. What happened, you know, who, who knows you could have the next Billy Graham, you exactly. know, or, or the, or the next, you know, Kenneth Hagin, you know, or have someone has a, a, a ministry, you know, getting millions of people saved and you never know, you know, the opportunity. Of course, obviously it's interesting to see, um, you know, many, many folks that, that taught our kids in, right. in children's church and, and, you know, they're, they're all you know pretty excited about what they're doing in life. And, you know, I, I know just, I just got some, a note from whenever they were, Blake and Skyler were on, were on crusade from Christina, um, you know, cause she, you know, she had spent some time with them when they're growing up or whatever. And so right. it's just, um, you know, just being proud of, of that. And I know I'm sure you've got it too, you know, people who taught us whenever we were mm-hmm. younger or whatever. And in fact, there's, there's one of our Rayma graduate. I, I run into a lot. She works in, she does a lot of political stuff here in Tulsa County. And she goes, you remember, I used to teach you swimming lessons. Her name is Claudia. I don't know if she, if she taught you swimming lessons. Um, she taught me swimming lessons when I was. I was taught by an Olympic gold well, medalist. So anyway. Well, there you go. Yeah. So um, it's, it's interesting. But each, I mean, really each member of the body of Christ in, in, a, in the church really has um, an important part to play in ministering to the next generation, um, whether it's, you know, being a teacher in the children's area or a leader in the youth area, or even if you might say, well, I don't like kids or youth, you can still pray for them. You don't have to be around them to pray for them. And I mean, that can be a way just to intercede for them. And so really every member of the body of Christ has a part to play in teaching the next generation. Well, just staying engaged period. I know I've been back here in almost eight years. I still see it, but it was more apparent when I was pastoring. And you look at your congregation and you have um, those that are older that have so much experience and value to offer to the body by way of example, um, but yet they reach a place where they seem to get jaded and they withdraw and they don't bring their supply anymore. And it's heartbreaking. It is. And we need, we need, if you're listening, we need you. The yes. younger generation needs you. They need to see you and they need what you bring to the table. Yeah. And even things that you may not think about, like one of our biggest needs at our youth ministry, like, cause you know, youth love to eat and we have this like commercial kitchen in our youth building, but we can't find somebody that will come like every Wednesday night and just like cook up some Mm -hmm. snacks and a meal and that could be somebody's supply like maybe they're phenomenal in the kitchen and that could be their way to minister to the next generation so don't limit god that it has to be a specific like pulpit or specific thing god can use your skills and abilities and talents because he gave them to you yeah amen so what you're saying if some of our listeners happen to be church members here you know and they want to help out in the youth area in the kitchen 
that they can apply. Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, we love some good chocolate a lot of times, chip cookies. A lot of times, people <laughs> m- might not think, well, you know, you know, I, I'm in my seventies or whatever. I really can't do youth ministry, but but you know, you know, if you can cook, I said if you can bake cookies, yeah, and and, um, and do things like that, you know, and you know something that that you know some, there are some people that have that talent and that ability. Now, I don't get to enjoy your talent and ability that much because my diet doesn't allow me to eat cookies and cinnamon rolls and all those kind of things like that but it's not your diet it's your new lifestyle <laughs> yeah. yeah but sometimes you like a cookie or a cinnamon roll yeah. or, or whatever so anyway but yeah that's why you just can't be too legalistic <laughs> <laughs> well you know <laughs> there are times i'm not too legalistic um but um if if, if, if you're like that every day then you'll you'll be back to 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 where you were yeah, in no this, time. This is true. Yeah, so, it's true. Yeah, that's why that's why you can't go preaching every weekend because you're usually eating crawfish somewhere. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, especially are, if you're, yeah. you know. And there are places I go I don't get fed. There are places I go I eat too much. So, yeah. So, anyway, but for you that don't know, when every time Tony goes somewhere, we have to hear about whatever food that they have in the area <laughs> that he goes to because you know. And and if you're a pastor out there, you need to make sure that you have good food in your area before you invite Tony to come <laughs> preach, because you know it's going to get critiqued on the podcast whenever he comes back. <laughs> but anyway, like I said, I, I do think that we and, and it, sometimes you have to be older, but we need to understand that there are just different generations, and it's not about the, this generation's going to hell or or whatever. It's it's about you know God wants to pour out His Spirit upon upon. All people, all generations, whether they be Generation Z or Generation A, um, and I'm not sure what Generation A would be, um, or they wouldn't be alive today. But um, you know, it, it doesn't matter who you are or where you are. You know, God God wants to minister to you in in, in you know whatever works for you. Like like I said, the younger generation, I can't. They're they're a um, a YouTube TikTok generation. I mean, that's you know, short videos are like you know or like big for them, you know, and so I guess Snapchat, you know, they're, you know, oh, yeah. stuff that I, I don't really even really do or use. Um, I'm, you know, I need to get my TikTok channel going because everyone says that's really cool, but you know, I don't, I don't really, I don't you know. You need to going. be more TikTok-y. Seriously, TikTok. you would, um, you would have a lot of followers on TikTok if you do some of your videos. Yeah. You're trying to say you would rock the TikTok? <laughs> he would, he would. Yeah. would be good actually someone just told me the other day that they're going to cut some of some of my sermon from they were vi- videoing some of my sermon from last week and they're going to put it on their tiktok channel i'm like well tag me i have a tiktok i haven't put a tiktok one out there but anyway but um you know and if you don't know what tiktok is obviously you know you're don't know anything about the younger generation and or, or maybe you've listened to the news and you're like well the chinese people are spying on your on your cell phone it doesn't matter they're spying on your cell phone anyway i mean it's just the way it is. I mean, people want to track you. They're they're going to track you, you know. And you don't need a device in your head. You can carry it in your hand most of the time. So it is what it is. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, so so Denise, I know that you don't really like being on on 
the podcast. So, but we're we're glad that you that you did yeah, you join. You can us. see we actually have her handcuffed to her chair <laughs> right now. Yeah. She's a hostage in here. Yeah, there 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 are some things that Denise doesn't like to do, and you know, and even television and, and doing podcasts and stuff. Like I like that. to just be behind the scenes yes. where nobody sees or hears me. And so, well, this is Granny's attic. Nobody actually yeah. can see you. In here. <laughs> oh. Well, hopefully, some people can hear you, but no, yes. no, no one can see you. Um, but you know, we we do appreciate you coming and and, and joining with us, and and you know, letting our listeners know who you are because I think it's important to right. to the people understand that you know I'm not an only child, you know that no, I, I do not. have a sister that that does have some important things to do here at the ministry, and I don't I know a lot of times that you rather be more behind the scenes than in front of the scenes, and I know it's not your forte to talk. You know, no. for, for whatever reason, it's become my forte, which is pretty amazing. Because if you knew me as a kid, you probably wouldn't. You, you wouldn't. We reversed roles. How about that? Yeah, you <laughs> wouldn't realize that. But um, thank you for joining with us. And as I said, if you're listening, you know, wherever you might be, and you feel that you want to learn more about the Bible, or maybe you feel called to the ministry, if you'll go to rbtc.org, and um, there's some information about Rainbow Bible Training College. It is the most affordable college, Bible college in the nation, but not only we are the best Bible college in the nation, not just affordable. Um, if you'll just fill out your information, we'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call talk to you about Rhema, tell you more about it, send you some more information, and as well maybe set up a time for you to come and visit us here on campus. Anyway, Denise, once again, so wonderful to have you on, on the program. Thanks for having me. Amen. And so hope everyone's having a wonderful day. You know, maybe it's a little more sunny where, where you are. Like I said, it's October Sorry, October the 28th. Um, as we're recording, probably just going to air in a couple of weeks. Amen. But God bless you guys. Take care. Have a good day. And you'll hear at Rama, we're bringing hope, help, and healing to the world. Have a great day.